0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. appreciate it here at full count chaos you know the drill hit me up full count chaos at gmail.com twitter at full count chaos had an email come in a camden yards experience which again has nothing to do <laughs> with the Orioles game but i've always said no matter what's on your mind i want to hear about it and as you know if you've tuned in over the years that has been the trend right in Orioles park Camden Yards experience, Orioles game that you remember. And 95% of the email really doesn't have anything to do with the game, but they're still either funny, interesting, you know, some messed up stories that have come in. So again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I'll get to that. A lot to get to today. Again, as always, appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Orioles are currently 30 games over 500. The record is 78 and 48. Everyone can eat shit. That's pretty fucking amazing. Cause we're heading into September and now is the time that you want to be 30 games over 500. You don't want to be playing 500 ball saying, well, we just got to win the next, you know, six out of seven games and hope five other teams have a five game losing streak right now. You feel a little bit like the Orioles are too good of a team to shit the bed. You know what I mean? They, they just seem too good to have a six or seven game losing streak. Now you're probably thinking, God damn it, Nate. You're jinxing it right now. I get it. I'm a huge jinx guy in sports. It's like anytime Kevin Brown, what did he say the other day? Uh, And it happened. Oh, God damn it. And we were all on Twitter. As soon as he said it, it's like half a birdland was like, Oh shit, here we go. I think it was the Padres. Wasn't it? Kevin Brown said the Padres have, have not hit a grand slam all season. (laughs) Of course. Bases are loaded. Fuck this. As soon as he said that, we all were like, oh, here we go. And boom, grand slam. Padres. Everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart. You see that all the time in sports. Well, Justin Tucker has never missed a field goal under 50 yards. Bang. It's the post. Done. Game over. But I just think the Orioles are, are too good of a team to just have a meltdown. So if they kind of just keep doing what they're doing, I get it. You're going to have a couple losses here and there, maybe even a three-game losing streak, but they always seem to come back, you know, win the next five out of six. So I I think I have a pretty good feeling the Orioles are going to make the playoffs. And we always get around about Fangraphs never giving love to the Orioles. Like, no matter how good they're doing, they give them like a 40% chance of making the playoffs. But they finally come around. I think now the, uh, I think Fangraphs has the Orioles, Heading to the playoffs, 99.5% chance. Uh, They have 60.5% chance the Orioles will win the division. They have the Rays right behind them at 37.5%. Now, here's what's funny, and I love it. Oh, I love the Yankees shit in the bed right now. Oh, it's beautiful. I can sleep at night. If the Orioles have a bad loss, like they did against the Blue Jays on, uh, what was that, Monday night? or No, it was Tuesday night. I can still sleep at night because I know the Yankees are playing shitty baseball. But Fangrass right now, they have the Yankees winning the division at 0%. That, that's pretty obvious. But making the playoffs, 0.3% chance. What's the last time you've seen that? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So anytime the Orioles have a bad loss, I just remind myself, well, the Yankees are shit in the bed. It's fantastic. Now, I have a new drinking game for you guys. We all love our drinking games. Morning, afternoon, night, doesn't matter. If you see it, drink up. And I've, I've been seeing this a lot lately. And I don't know if it's turning into a pet peeve. But next time, anytime you see a tweet about the Orioles that start with, if I told you, you got to drink. <laughs> because they're everywhere right now. I know you've seen those tweets. Like I said, they're everywhere lately. If I told you that Cedric Mullins would be injured for a few weeks and Ryan Mountcastle would be out and Austin Hayes has a big slump and Aaron Hicks get injured. Would you believe if I told you that they were 30 games over? It's like, oh my God. All right, we get it. Like that's a tweet. Tell us in July, not going in September now. The Orioles are like the best team in baseball. If I told you... (laughs) that the Orioles' bullpen would be giving up so-and-so runs if they were 30 games over five. Would you believe me? Okay. So anyway, new drinking game. If you see a tweet that starts with, if I told you, you got to drink. Drink them up. Just be careful during the workday. Got to bring your cough drops. Everyone thinks you got to take mints or gum. Got to try to hide the smell. No, 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 no. Cough drops. The old school halls, regular scented cough drops man take those you could go you could go to happy hour during lunch have about nine beers and just take one hauls and you're good <laughs> so if you're playing the drinking game you're going through twitter you're going to need the halls to help with the scent uh one thing i haven't done it in a while just throwing out a couple movies i've seen during the week uh so i don't know i just thought i'd throw uh, two at you here i saw the past couple days uh, one of them's called Spree. I think it's on Netflix. It, it's it's a movie that just keeps escalating all the way to the last scene. It, it's pretty fucking insane. <laughs> it, it basically makes fun of like the influencers like over in LA on how, you know, fucked up shit you'll do just to get followers, but they just completely take it to a new level. It's the, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. He's in um, Stranger Things. He's the... um He's the teenager. Uh, oh, that, yeah, that really narrows it down. Uh, the the guy. God damn, what's his name? You're a moron. He. Uh, that's right. He plays Steve. <laughs> yeah, I think his name's Joe Keery, if I'm not mistaken. He's the one that uh, Nancy kind of starts dating in the first season. Anyway, give that a look. Okay, it's not a movie that's going to change your life. If you just want a, a, a movie, you don't have to use any brain cells to watch it. Maybe on like a, a you know Tuesday night before you go to bed, just watch. It, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> it just keeps escalating and escalating. I'm um, also because my wife and I, once July 4th is over, the next thing is Halloween, so we start watching horror movies. We start getting the de- decorations out by the end of July. We're a little crazy when it comes to Halloween. So we've been watching Halloween movies a lot lately. Some that we've seen a million times. Uh, a lot of, lot of terrible horror movies out there. Just awful. But there was one that we saw that was pretty damn scary. They had a couple scenes that caused the hair on the back of my neck to stand up. It's called Cobweb. and I don't care. I'll admit it. There's some scenes in movies where I, I look away. I'm like, I am not about to shit my pants. So check them out. Spree and Cobweb. Spree is not a horror movie. Spree is just a whatever kind of movie you want to call it. Um, also, hope you enjoyed the uh, Ravens Super Bowl game for the Commanders. <laughs> Ravens preseason streak. Horrible. Uh, I think it was at 24, wasn't it? Which, uh, you know, now we can all stop hearing about the preseason winning streak. Shit, I think Harbaugh was the only one who was holding up a trophy celebrating it every week. Now, look, it is kind of cool no matter what. If you can win that many times in sports, yeah, why not celebrate it? But, it? but it's a nothing game. But when the commanders beat the Ravens to end the streak, holy shit, man, that was so cringy. The fans, the players, the coaches on the commanders, I had friends texting me right after the game being like, yeah, bitch, eat it, suck it. Like, what are you talking about? The Commanders used, like, their first-string players against the Ravens' third-string players the whole game and barely won. I can't wait for them to play first-string players. But they acted like they won a playoff game. It was a nothing game. It was an absolute nothing. It's a preseason game, and the Commander fans all over social media we're just completely bragging like they just beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl and now you're our bitch. It was insane. It's like celebrating when you think you've won an argument with your wife. It, it didn't happen, guys. It doesn't count. <laughs> and then the guys, we sound like hardball after thinking we won an argument against your wife. To anyone who thinks that didn't mean anything, you're all wrong. <laughs> and that meant everything. You know, we're patting ourselves on the back, but everyone's like, no, dude, that that's like preseason. That kind of didn't happen. You, you didn't win the argument against your wife. And that's what Harbaugh said after the game. Anyone who thinks it didn't mean anything, they're wrong. It's like an argument with your wife. Yeah, no, no, it did mean something. No, dude, it, it, it didn't. You probably really didn't win the argument also, so just stop celebrating. Anyway, so yeah, the commanders have a uh, new trophy in their case, apparently. God, that was cringy. Anyway, on to the Orioles. Uh, took care of the A's. Took care of the West Coast. Coming back from the West Coast trip, they were 6-3. And, and they did take care of the A's. It was 28-7 series combined runs. Seventh sweep this season. Again, of course, the Orioles still haven't been swept. Uh, the Orioles' offense against the A's. 28 runs, 42 hits, five home runs, uh, one, 1.002 OPS. They did exactly what you're supposed to do against a team like the A's. Again, the West Coast trip, six and three. And those West Coast games, the the, uh, series trips, oh, my God. I'm exhausted. I feel like I was traveling with them. I watch every inning, and I know you guys do as well. And we all do the same thing. I'm just going to watch a couple innings. Although I've given up on that, saying that I, I I definitely... I know my wife used to just roll her eyes when I would say that. I'm just a couple innings and I'm going to bed. Whatever. <laughs> She'd roll her eyes and say something as she's walking up the stairs. No, really. I'll, I'll be up in like 45 minutes. Again, I say it every time. One in the morning, pacing back and forth. Come on, Kano. <laughs> Don't screw this up. Yeah, so I was tired. Ty- I think by Thursday that week, man, I was taking like two naps a day. <laughs> it, it catches up to you, man. And it's like waiting for those West Coast games to start. It's like New Year's. You know, you're just looking at your watch, looking at the times. Like, God damn, it's only six o'clock. So that was good. Look, again, I don't care. It's the A's fans out there. Oh, it doesn't count. It's the A's. Well, the Orioles did exactly what you're supposed to do when you play a team like the Oakland A's. Now, the Orioles offense. Hey, obviously a huge reason of why they are 30 games over 500 Uh, Last night, they showed a stat. The Orioles are third in runners in scoring position with a 280 average. They have an 18% strikeout rate with runners in scoring position. That's the best in the majors. You have those kind of stats. Yeah, you're going to be 30 games over 500 going into September. Though you'd think Tuesday night against the Blue Jays, that's not the case. Yeah, they let that game get away. That was definitely a game the Orioles should have won. Two for 14 with runners in scoring position, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you see a game like Tuesday night, and then you see a stat where the Orioles are like the best team in baseball with runners in scoring position. You know, it happens. But that was a rough one. That was a game that the Orioles typically win. You know, late, late innings, tie game with this offense. And, you know, Bautista, Cano, Perez pitching in the late innings. Typically, shit works out for the Orioles. But Hyde not using Bautista in the 10th inning. It almost had that Ubaldo-Britain playoff game against the Blue Jays, ironically, where, of course, we all remember Buck (laughs) not bringing out Britain, brought out Ubaldo, the worst pitcher on the Orioles organization. And, of course, he gives up a home run, Orioles lose. It's exactly what happened. Hyde decides: okay, I'm not going to use Bautista because it's a long season. I don't want to hurt his arm. Let's give him a little rest. Here's what's ironic about that decision. Hyde, you've been using Bautista like that the entire season. You blew it! And then, ironically, the one time you don't put Bautista back out in the 10th inning, he only pitched nine pitches in the ninth. I get it if he pitched 30 pitches. Obvious, you don't use Bautista again. Nine pitches. And then he puts in the worst pitcher to put in the game. Anytime it's close, tied, boom, first pitch, done. Blue Jays already up five to three, one pitch later. God damn, that was frustrating. (laughs) What were you thinking, Hyde? But anyway, tough loss. I'm not going to put on Hyde or the pitching. The offense had plenty of chances to win that game. And then because they're such a good team, they come back. They win seven nothing Wednesday night. I love it. Hitting against Galsman. Great pitcher now. He's got filthy shit. But I don't like that comment. That he Was it last year? Was it two years ago? Remember he made that comment? Uh, it's embarrassing pitching like that. Against a team like that, you don't expect to pitch like that. You know, just basically dancing around without saying, I, I look like shit pitching against a terrible team. He's just an asshole. Walks around like he's this badass. <laughs> this chip on his shoulder. Uh, Blue Jays do not give that guy any runs, but so it was a fantastic win against Kevin Gausman. Again, 7-0. It feels so good when I don't have to check my blood pressure up until the last pitch of the game. Every other game with the Orioles, my God, I'm sitting there pacing back and forth. It's like my wife's like, why are you so sweaty? <laughs> it's, it's like all you did was sit there and watch an Orioles game. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know. I feel exhausted. It's goddamn Orioles making me take double the blood pressure medicine. 30 games over 500. If I told you, no, I'm kidding. But let's chat once again about Ryan Mountcastle. All right. I got to bring this guy up. I spoke about him briefly last week. Is it because you feel bad about doing an entire segment last month on how bad Mountcastle's numbers are? No, yes, maybe. But Ryan Mountcastle, gonna give him props. Ton of props. He deserves it. He had another RBI against the Blue Jays Wednesday night. The Blue Jays are absolutely Ryan's bitch, without a doubt. I mean, that's an understatement. 28 game on base streak for Mountcastle. Longest active streak in the majors right now. His career numbers against the Blue Jays, 49 games. He has a 344 average, 42 RBI, and 1054 OPS. The last series, the Orioles were in Toronto. He had 11 hits, 846 average with a 1942 OPS. <laughs> That's insane. This last month, first in MLB and batting average. He has a 452 average. On-base percentage, 529, first in MLB. Slugging percentage, 643, eighth in MLB. Hits? 19 fourth MLB and walks eight 10th and MLB. So he comes back and I know he tunes into the podcast every now and then. So I felt bad when I was shitting on him. He's a huge fan. So he probably listened to the podcast, listened to that episode about how it's just going on and on and on about how Mountcastle's numbers are just deteriorating and what's happening. He better figure it out when he comes back. Now I feel like an ass, and I'll admit it. I'll always admit it. I will never make an excuse well, I said this, well, what I really was trying to say was that, no, I, I feel like an idiot. I mean, basically I was just stating facts, but it's just like Mateo. I, you know, was shitting all over him and he had a couple good games. I came on the episode. I said, yeah, I feel a little bit like an ass, <laughs> but I'm happy. That is, it's a great time to feel like an ass. I always say, I want these players to make me look like the biggest asshole they possibly can. Because that means they're doing well, and they're probably helping the Orioles win. And as we're scoreboard watching, because we all do that here, we're going to be doing a lot of that coming up in September. The goddamn Rockies, Jesus! Was it the first? So they have a series against the Rays. So Tuesday night, it's four to one, eighth inning. You're like, all right, this loss against the Blue Jays, it won't hurt. Twelve to four was the final score. Of the Rays win. They scored eleven runs in one inning. And then Wednesday night, it's like, all right, here we go. Rockies up five to two, ninth inning. Come on, guys, just close it out. Rays tied up, then win it in the bottom of the tenth. Goddamn Rays, you little pesty gnats, you won't go away. <laughs> just everybody leave us alone. Let us win the division. <laughs> of course, you got Gunnar Henderson just putting on a show. I always say there's that one player or a couple players. That when they're up the bat, you just stop what you're doing and you make sure you're watching it on TV. If you're in the car, you pull over, you turn up the radio, and you listen because something's about to happen. Connor Henderson becomes the first Orioles rookie since 1973 with at least six triples. Fourth rookie overall. He's just rocking. Almost had a hit for the cycle Sunday's game against the A's. He hit a ball down the line. <laughs> I always wondered if Hyde would get pissed because it was an obvious double. I mean, Gunner could have walked to second base out of the batter's box where he hit it down the right field line. I'm always curious if, if that would piss off Hyde. I'm sure it would, but at that point they were, you know, what, what was the score by then? And then what was it like the uh, seventh, eight, eighth inning? It was already like 12 to one. It's like, I, I always wonder if he, if he would have stopped and just stood on first base <laughs> so he could have had the cycle. I'm curious if Hyde would have, like, benched him the next day. Like, you can't do that. Or he'd be like, all right, it's 12 to 1. Kid's trying to hit for the cycle. Why not? <laughs> but Gunnar Henderson, he's that fucking guy right now. What's everyone saying? Must see TV. Gunnar is must see TV. I and mean, right now, in his last six games, he's batting 462, 12 hits, nine RBIs, six runs, 1.385 OPS. That boy's a damn fine ball player. And in, in, the, in the field, defense, he's playing real nice. He's not hurting any more cameramen. <laughs> he's hitting the target at first base. I shouldn't make a funny about that. By the way, I wonder, I don't know if that guy is okay or not. I'm assuming he's okay. The guy who got injured, forgot to look into that. I'm sure the guy's okay. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that right now. We're talking about positive stuff, about how great Gunner's playing. And then, Nate, all of a sudden, you got to bring up about how Gunner smashed that dude in the face throwing 100 miles per hour to first base. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So I do want to get to this email that came in over the week, uh, an experience that they had at in yards. Uh, But first I forgot. I do want to give James McCann some props here Uh, since the all-star break. And I was talking a lot about offense. I I feel like I talk a lot about pitching. So I just wanted to throw some fun stats out pertaining to, to the offense and some players, but James McCann all-star break since the all-star break. 381 batting average, 425 OBP, 619 slugging, and 1.4, 1.044 OPS. So James McCann's lighting it up. That's the thing, man. You got the runners in scoring position, uh, third in the league, uh, first in the league in strikeouts with runners in scoring position. We're talking about Mountcastle since you've been back, James McCann, Gunnar Henderson. Uh, you, got, <laughs> you got Santander, who came back. He's in the lineup Wednesday night, hits two home runs. Again, this is why the Orioles are 30 games over 500. Because their offense just continues to put on a show. Now, a few weeks ago, the Orioles offense, they weren't a little bit of a slumpy dump. But they got out of it. They snapped out of it. Of course, the Orioles have been doing this all season. And if anything, what I'm seeing it trending, they're just going to continue to fire away and keep winning these games. And this game, the the series, the Tampa Bay Rays, I think they play in what, September 14th? Yep, that's correct. It's a four-game series. You think that game's not going to be big? Holy shit. It's in Baltimore. Pack the fucking house. That's going to be a huge series. And, of course, to end the season, four-game series against Boston in Baltimore. So I'm sure that's going to be a big series, whether or not they're fighting for the division. I hope they have things locked up. Wouldn't that be great? Have things locked up. Win the division. Rest some guys. Just try to have some fun the last few games of the season. Oh, my God. My blood pressure has had enough. I don't want the last game of the season <laughs> to be whether or not they win the division. Or are they playing at home or away? It's just like, can we just have some calmness? Anyway, let me get to this email. Uh, again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. By the way, next week, I'm going to announce the winner of the, uh, uh, for the gift card. $50 gift card, Orioles.com. Uh, you still have time. All you got to do is email me. Say, hey, put my name in the drawing. All right, email from Keith in Elkton, Maryland. <laughs> this is an interesting email. He says, hello, Mr. Full Count Chaos. Always love the podcast and humor you bring us every week. It helps my Monday morning drive into work a little easier. Appreciate that, Keith. Glad I could help. He says, about five years ago, I met this gorgeous, funny, outgoing, thoughtful, friendly, sweet girl who I thought she was going to be the one as soon as we met. I met her at a Pearl Jam concert. We hit it off right away and swapped information at the end of the night. Later that week, I called her and we spoke for about an hour, mostly about sports and the Orioles. He says, I was in love. I quickly learned she's a huge Orioles fan. So I thought, why not take her to an Orioles game for our first date? So that weekend, it was me, my best friend, and his girlfriend, and my date. The four of us, a little double date at the Orioles game. We had a great time, and I thought we really hit it off. I said to myself, I can't wait to tell our kids how I took mom to the Orioles game on our first date. Goddamn, Keith. <laughs> Talk about falling in love. She got you right in the balls, huh? <laughs> Jeez, hope you kept things cool, Keith. Anyway, it continues. He says, the only thing that concerned me was it looked like my friend and my date a couple times were flirting with each other. I figured I was just being paranoid because my friend was with his girlfriend that he's been dating for a couple months. So I just ignored it and figured I'm being paranoid. Anyway, it was a great game and the Orioles beat the Red Sox that night. He says, my friend I was with that night was having a small party at his house, but I decided not to go because I thought I was going to drive her back to my house And get lucky. You see she met me at my house. And I drove her down to the game. It was a 4 o'clock game. So we were out of there by 7. So after I drove back to my house. She said she was tired. And wanted to just head back home. That was fine. We did kiss in the car. So I was very excited about that. I went inside. And about an hour later. I decided to drive over to my friend's party. Since my original plan of getting lucky. Did not work out. Now, this next part may sound like a movie with the way it went down, but this is exactly how it happened. When I arrived at my friend's house, I walked around to the backyard where I heard everyone hanging out. As I was walking around the side of the house, I suddenly noticed my best friend, who I was at the game with, making out with the girl I took to the game. Oh, shit! I almost started screaming and crying. I was so angry and sad at the same time. I knew they were flirting at the Orioles game, but I didn't think this would happen. They both looked over at me and didn't say a word. She, of course, lied to me. She wasn't going home. Apparently, he gave her his address. She met him at his house. There they are making out. She quickly walked away, and she just and he just stood there staring at me. He finally said, sorry, bro, it just happened. Of course, I left the party and didn't talk to my friend for about a month. Believe it or not, those two are married now and have two kids. I am friends with him again and was actually in his wedding. To this day, I am very jealous of my friend, and I am not best friends with him anymore. We talk maybe once a month, but that's as far as it goes. He ends with, anyway, go O's. (laughs) Appreciate the email, Keith. Yeah, what can I say, man? That's a kick in the dick. Kick in the junk. You're beginning your email. You think you met the love of your life. And all of a sudden, boom, your best friend meets her and they're married with two kids. So it looks like she did want to have kids. (laughs) So you weren't too far off. Maybe that was the thing. Maybe you should have brought it up on the first date about kids. Then she she knew. Then she would have known you were serious after the date. Wow, he really is serious. He's talking about kids. Oh, Keith, I'm sorry, man. That that sucks. I mean, I, was that five years ago? I hope you found someone new. I mean, you said in the email that you're jealous of your friend. Hopefully you're not with somebody now and you're still jealous. That sucks, man. Yeah, I don't think I'd be best friends with my best friend anymore if that happened. But Keith, you know, growing up, I got to say, this is a whole different podcast, but I think we've all been through situations like that and it stings no matter whether you're A young teenager in your 30s, whatever, it's still going to be a huge kick in the dick. So, Keith, appreciate the email. (laughs) Another, I guess, experience at Camden (laughs) Yards, but I love it. I love the trend of, well, here's my story, uh, but going to the Orioles game is only about 5% of what's going on here. But I don't care. Like I said, no matter what's on your mind, I want to hear about it. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Thanks again, Keith, for sharing your experience. I'm sure you didn't want to live through it again. But uh, Keith, if this cheers you up, uh, Kyle Bradish, he's just, I mean, turning into being an ace pitcher. I mean, him and Grayson Rodriguez, and then you got Dean Kramer as well lately. So these guys are are pitching their ass off, but Kyle Bradish, and ERA of 303 right now, tied with Garrett Cole for the lowest in the American league. So, you know, we're talking about offense today, but wanted to throw that out there. When Kyle Bradish is on the mound, hey, he's looking good. And an interesting stat I saw of Dean Kramer, the usually, typically, pitchers, third time through the uh, rotation, the average goes up a little bit. Obviously, the third time around, these batters are like, all right, I, I get what this pitcher is doing. I'm going to knock him around. But Dean Kramer? The average drops are like a 147 average. Now, what's impressive is he wasn't supposed to pitch against the Blue Jays Wednesday night. It's like an MMA fighter. Hey, uh, so-and-so's hurt. You got to come in and fight. What? Oh, Oh, okay. Get warmed up. Go out there. Six innings pitched. Five hits. Zero earned runs. Five Ks. Dean Kramer's last eight starts. 53 innings pitched, a 3.06 ERA with 47 Ks and 1.07 whip. Dean Kramer, Bradish, Grayson, these guys are putting on a show. Love it. The hitting, the pitching, things are coming together. It's all about staying hot. You don't want to start getting chilly towards the end of September. And, of course, I'm in the Outer Banks the first week of Orioles baseball. I think I mentioned that on here. Now Fuji guy makes me, he still makes me a little nervous. I know he ended the game against Toronto Wednesday night. Okay. Seven, nothing league. Why not put him out there? Nobody's on base. I mean, he did the same thing against the A's. He looked pretty good. It was a 12 to one lead. Now he's out, you know, seven, nothing lead against the blue Jays looked okay. But before that outing against the A's when it was a 12 to 1 lead, 13 innings pitch, nine earned runs, seven hits, three home runs, nine walks, two hit batters. Not good. But lately, against the A's and the Blue Jays, he's looked okay. But, I mean, here we are talking about 12 to 1 lead, 7 to nothing lead. So Fuji makes me a little nervous. Cano, he's turning it around a little bit. Perez. Hey, God damn, when Perez comes out now, you feel confident. I mean, night and day from what it was earlier in the season. I mean, he's just killing it. This month, 13 games, he's got a .87 ERA and a .97 whip. Whatever he had to do to figure it out, he's figured it out. And to wrap it up here, I just want to mention, I'm sure you've heard the name Jackson Holiday. So far, his stats in 2023, he's batting a, a average 333 with a .97, I'm sorry, with a 975 OPS, 84 runs scored, 63 RBIs, 118 hits, 30 extra base hits, 21 stolen bases, 10 home runs, 74 walks, all in 354 bats. Holy fuck me. I mean, like Brandon Hyde said, he goes, he's never seen anything like it. Eli said the same thing. As we know, we talk about it all the time on here, minor leagues, night and day to major. So we really don't know. But the way that we're seeing Jackson holiday, we always make a joke who a guy, you know, a year ago was at a senior prom is a number one prospect. He's like best in baseball right now. Kid's a freak. Can't wait to see him come up. Well, again, folks, I want to hear from you. Full Count Chaos at gmail.com. Like Keith, doesn't matter what's on your mind. All right? want to hear from you. But I love it. Love the trend. Ah, whatever. Went to Camden Yards, but here's what really happened later that night is when all the shit went down. Always want to hear what's on your mind. Next week, we got a guest coming on, and I apologize. I know I've been uploading uh, episodes on, like, Wednesday and Thursday when it always used to be on Sunday. I- I'm sorry for that. Schedule gets a little crazy this time of year. Hopefully it doesn't mess up your schedule. I uh, got a guest next week. And uh yeah, it's 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 going to be fun here in the month of September. Wrapping things up, getting ready for playoff baseball. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See